Steph. I'm I'm Steph. Mm-hmm. We just came back from Dragon Co where we actually saw each other. Whoa, we like hung out like <laughs> twice. Yeah. And took pictures. I I made sure we took a lot of pictures together. <laughs> Constantly. Cuz I think there was yeah, like so one funny. picture from like 2010 that we were hanging out with each other. It was like mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> but Yeah, see like I said, I don't, I just <laughs> I don't like to have my picture made. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bother people. I don't want to subject 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 people, but uh, that was so much fun. I'm so glad we got. It was so great to share that exciting day <laughs> with somebody who was equally excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Instead of you know, I had my mom with me most of the time, and she was like, "I don't know what this means. <laughs> I don't know what this is." <laughs> right, right. Uh, I went to like one panel, but besides that, you know. <laughs> I was helping out with the Brian Austin Green event down there. That was that was and, and just karaoke and Waffle House and stuff like that. But um, coming back to our our podcast here, we did uh, share an elevator with two handmaidens. <laughs> okay, and and I realized there are different handmaids costumes. Oh yes, and you said that y- you didn't want to tell me. But you were like, okay, that's the funeral costume. Mm-hmm. There is the a funeral, funeral costume, outfit, yeah. Which dis- doesn't really tell me anything except that I guess a, a handmaid dies and I have no idea. And I'm going to guess that it's uh, Janine. Okay. Because she's so cray-cray. She is so cray-cray. <laughs> she's so outspoken and uh, so just naive. But uh, you'll see. You'll see. But it could be Emily because of the events that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, they could be called to the funeral of, uh, you know, anybody, really. I mean, they're brought to this delegates meeting in the second episode we're talking about here, and they're, they're all in procession, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I, I didn't think it was too much of a spoiler to say that's their funeral garb because it is such – like, wait till you see it on the show. It's so kind of – Eerie, you know, with the veils um, and more, mm-hmm. more more black instead of red. Um, but uh, yeah, in which you know, watching a whole season of their costume being the same thing, it's kind. Of, it's I'm sure it would be nice to change it up a little to mm-hmm. to kick it up a notch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till they're in their you know, like blue and yellow garb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they as. Uh, as Offred says, she says that like it's like like reds are color, so <laughs> it's uh-huh. lucky. <laughs> um, but uh, while we were at DragonCon, we had a we shared an elevator ride with two handmaids, and uh, I was so pleased they got into the elevator with us and they were quiet. And I said, "Blessed be the fruit." Like I was like Fred, <laughs> I was the commander, and they were just like, "May the Lord open." <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> oh, that's that's so dorky. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so nerdy. So um, we're here today to talk about two season one episodes, Faithful and A Woman's Place. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> so uh, let's let's get started. Um, all right, so. Uh, my first note here is imagine feeling so unstimulated uh, in your life that a fashion magazine would be like super awesome to look at. Yeah. Yeah, but also it's, you know, a reminder of the past. Mm-hmm. You know, what normal life used to be was nothing to pick up a magazine at the airport to look at on the flight right. or whatever. 
I love how she notes that like these models look like like basically like cartoon characters, you know, in comparison to, uh, you know, it's just like drab. Everybody's just in straight, you know, they're. The the handmaids are in red. The wives are in you know, like dark blue. The 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 ma- I don't know what they're. Are they, they, what's Rita? Is she a maid or is she a house servant or something? Martha. Oh, the Martha. Martha. I'm an idiot. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but uh, they're in uh, lighter blue, and then the commanders are all in black. So they're not in. Like, yeah, and okay. they're not wearing makeup. Their hair is not fixed. It's pulled back. Mm. They're as plain as can be. You know, even uh, the green dresses that the wives wear, they're not flattering at all. Right. They're wearing green? I always thought, I thought it was like dark blue. But maybe I'm, I don't know, misremembering. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it's super exciting to look at a fashion magazine, which is just a, a, a reminder of how sad things are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that what women can't read? What? Yep, women are not allowed to read because you know they have to. They might they might get some ideas. They may get some ideas. That's true. They have to focus on their primary uh, goal in life, which is just to make mm-hmm. babies mm-hmm. and to make a home, make a home take care of the for children. the commander. Yes, mm-hmm. obey. Um. So then we get a flashback to the the food truck, the the meat cute between Luke and June, and uh, I like this meat cute, <laughs> even though he's, yeah. he's uh, kind of cheating on his wife. But yeah, yeah, you know we we don't like to see. I don't like to see situations like that. I think we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to see anybody cheat on their spouse, right? But. I mean, it just goes very well with the rest of the story of the episode that it's it's mirroring her the beginning of her relationship with Nick, mm-hmm. which is not right. right. <laughs> it's just not the way a relationship should start out. And mm-hmm. this is not the way, you know, maybe it turned out, you know, he didn't love his wife. He wanted out of his marriage mm-hmm. and it was easy for him to fall in love with her and they had a good relationship and he's not a terrible person. He's a good guy, but mm-hmm. he was just wanting out of his marriage. Yeah, there's no indication so, that his wife is like a terrible person and that, the, you know, it's just he just fell in love with June. And how can you not? She's so cute. Yeah, and she was <laughs> like, I want you to leave your wife. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, there's no. You don't have to ask me twice. There's no choice. He's. I'm in love with you. Yeah. Um, a little bit of trivia. Uh, the cats that he sees a picture of on her phone. Those are actually Elizabeth Moss's real cats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but I love that um, he picks out a picture for her like Tinder profile and he sa- and she's like, why this one? He says, you look invincible. And uh, you look invincible comes up later in the episode as well. Uh, I didn't notice that. So you're a woman. Uh, you might be into gardening. <laughs> this garden that I'm sorry, I was I was being jokingly sexist. By the way, <laughs> it's so easy to do while covering the Handmaid's Tale. Um, but this garden that Serena is taking care of, it looks completely dead. What is up with that? Do you know anything about? Like, is it just like dried flowers that grow? Or, uh... Uh, I do not know anything about gardening. I keep asking my mother, uh, when does this thing kick in where I just like automatically know how to landscape? Because my parents, let me tell you, my parents have had some beautiful yards. Mm-hmm. Like they're very good at this. They love it. I have no idea. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. One time, a couple of times I put some some plants in some pots and they probably need to be re repotted because they're starting to look really bad uh-huh. so i have that's all i know about that <laughs> yeah okay i wasn't sure uh because yeah that she's like clipping away and it's like just mow the, mow just the entire a, thing yeah, down. yeah just mow it down and start over that's all i know but it's here where serena tells offered that she wants she she asked nick to impregnate her because fred um seems to be infertile and uh and she says that's breaking the rules, and it's like the second time in the episode where it's like, oh, oh like like with Fred, I can't read. Well, Fred, Fred is uh, um, giving her the magazine to you know 
bring her joy, which brings him joy. I, I was just like, I love how these two are so strict about the rules uh, until it actually pertains to their own selfish needs. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is what's so infuriating mm-hmm. is you expect me to go by the rules, but until you don't want me to go by the rules. Mm-hmm. And, and then, but also I like that for the for the rest of the episodes, it's like June has something over Serena Joy, mm-hmm. like in her uh, in her inner inside and in her inner emotions. She's like, I've got I, you're you don't have complete power over me. Mm-hmm. I kind of have something on you, but also she's having these. <laughs> Uh, thoughts of I could just take these gardening shears and cut your carotid and mm-hmm. you will die. Yeah. So I mean, like, is is okay? I know that that's kind of like that's her inside hashtag resistance. Mm-hmm. But is it also? Um, I hate this woman so much, and I'm having to pretend like I respect her and honor her, and I just want to kill her. I mean, I'm, I, I'm certain of that because, you know, of what Serena is, uh, you know, complicit in, <laughs> in all this stuff, you know, and, and it's so like mean to her as well. It's like mm-hmm. she resents her and- for what, what her husband, you know, has to do with her, but also like, just, I don't know, just hates the fact that she's in the house, but also hates when she doesn't obey the rules. Yeah, she's. Yeah. And, and like. It's bad enough that you're complicit in me being raped by your husband, but also you're setting me up to to go into this, you know, I'm I'm being raped again by somebody else that I have no control over, you know, our, you know, it's just, it's so messed up. It's just being raped in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's of course very, uh, <laughs> Uh, understandable how um, she is like pretty much losing her crap by the end of the episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we go to um, well, off Glenn is now off Stephen. They're of Stephen, of Glenn, of Stephen, um, and um, we learn about Mayday, which is the name of the underground network. Um, we, we don't know much about that except that they need information about I mean the commander and Serena that's the other thing that's so crappy about the commander and Serena is the fact that they're willing to bend the rules but they're like the it's in the flashbacks we see that they're the ones that pretty much establish the rules (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um, anyway so uh, the new off line we get some insight about her that she was like a junkie and she's actually really grateful for what she has at this point which is kind of a twisted turn of events yeah. for, for someone but I mean I guess if it's she said she was like basically had sex behind dumpsters to get methadone or something or heroin that this might be better but ugh, how horrible her life must have been to think that way and she's she's not to be trusted I don't think yeah yeah don't mess this up for me yeah there's there's so many different women and so many different stories, so many different lives that they that they lived before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's another flashback. I love this um, this flashback with June and Luke getting coffee, and we see these four little girls in red coats playing in the background. It's like kind of creepy, but they're like so mm-hmm. like they think they're so cute, you know. But I'm like, oh, red coats, oh boy. Um, Harbinger of terrible things to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're they're little, they're flirting, you know, getting to know each other, getting coffee every day. They're like, oh, should we go to we we should we if we were to do this, where would we do this? You know, they're like, oh, let's go to yeah, let's go to the Hyatt, <laughs> which I was like, yeah, oh, Dragon Con. Ki- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of kidding around. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. like really serious. They're like, like he's not a the smooth operator. He's they're, uh, it's, it's it kind of gives it a little innocence mm-hmm. to their cheating. <laughs> it's, I love it's how weird. like kind of hot it kind of gets. You know, just even in the coffee shop, how like they're like joking around, and then their faces go completely serious, and it's like 
And, and they're like, oh, we're actually going to do this. Uh, and it, you know, so it is kind of you know hot. Um, and then when they do hook up at the Hyatt, how she says that it, she has to be on top, which is great. Yeah, which comes back later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but this is kind of intercut with uh, um, uh, Alfred and Nick. Having sex Well Serena just ha- Why does Serena have to stand in the room I, I To make sure they're not enjoying themselves as much Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know if she wanted to do it ceremony style She'd be standing there holding Alfred While Nick was You know Having sex with her Yeah but that But that would Be a bond between Serena and Nick Mm-hmm Instead of her husband So that would be like she was cheating on her husband So she just stands there mm-hmm. Because she wants to be She doesn't want them to have She doesn't want them to have a connection mm-hmm. She doesn't want them Doesn't want to make it easy on them Doesn't want to make it enjoyable mm-hmm. for them And so yes uh, June would June has the hots for Nick mm-hmm. She would definitely be up for this But this is not the situation she Wanted. And I love how she notes that she feels like she's cheating on Luke, even though at this point she thinks Luke is dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, because because she does have the hots for Nick. Uh, yeah, she feels guilty. And then Serena afterwards, how do you feel? <laughs> I, I don't feel pregnant 30 seconds after. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah, that just shows the desperation, the... So, you know, the desperation to be pregnant, mm-hmm. to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And then later that night, she has to have sex again with the commander. It's, it's like, oh, <sighs> man. And then he has the nerve to, like, touch her thigh and make it kind of intimate. Mm. Um, yeah, she gets mad at him because she doesn't want Serena to see that. She doesn't want – because Serena would take it out on her. Mm-hmm. So, Serena's not going to be mad at Fred. She's going to be mad at uh, June and keep her in her closet for two weeks like she did before or whatever. And like a classic date rapist, like Fred says, I didn't mind it. I didn't think you did either. (laughs) I just find the whole thing so impersonal. You think? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, And then they get to this whole discussion about like how things are better for women and you know what was it like before? She says we had choices, and he's and he's talking about how they they were just avoiding their biological destiny, which is like children. What else is there to live for? And uh, she says love. Oh, she says love. And yeah. he says love is lust with a good marketing campaign. Which uh, IMDb trivia, by the way, says um, in the pilot episode of Mad Men, Don Draper says what you call love was invented by guys like me to sell nylons. Which he says to uh, Elizabeth Moss Yeah I mean I, I see the point mm-hmm. You know uh, It is a Romance is kind of a Product of Hollywood but I mean you got to have I mean the you uh, A human has to have Love right. A human's life can't be devoid of love And kindness and uh, Charity Because that would lead you You would have a very um, Empty emotional life And we've all been there <laughs> uh, And then Fred even admits Like his um, His part in uh, Emily What happened with Emily And they said out of respect they took care of her urges Which is uh, Better it Things are better, but better never means better for everyone. It always means worse for some. And uh, just like the wor- like coming out of that whole discussion after being raped twice in a day, and then pretty much told like this is what's good for you. Um, oh well, you know. And then her discussion with Nick and how like she's just so like ready to like scream her head off basically. And then Nick admits that he was he actually is an I, but. I don't know. I kind of trust Nick. What do you think? I do. That's what it, that left me so confused because mm-hmm. he's te- he's telling her two different things. First, here he tells her that he is an eye, and then later on, he's not an eye. And it's just oh, uh, he said it later she, that he's not an eye. Because I didn't catch that. 
Um, that might be in the next episode. I don't know. Oh, you watched ahead? No, in the... Oh, in the uh, women's place? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I still don't remember that. Anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Flashback. We already talked about that. I want you to leave your wife. Uh, the Mayday is actually French for help me, which is uh, cool to know. Like my, my day or something like that. I actually just started learning French in the last couple of weeks. I like started using that app Duolingo. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, bonjour, wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Is are there a lot? I mean, I know that like in Montreal there are a lot of French speakers, but in Vancouver, are you going to come across <laughs> French? I heard there's some French there, but no, it's just uh, it's just something I I just. We wanted to, my wife and I wanted to kind of do something together. So we're going to learn French. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like French. I said maybe, you know, I don't know if we'll ever avoid, uh, afford Paris, but maybe we'll, we can take like a weekend in Montreal and like just talk French to people. <laughs> mm. uh, you can scap with Illyrio yeah. and have conversations with Illyrio in yeah, French. That's true. Um, I don't know. Just felt like doing something new. Um, I, 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 did a little bit of it in high school, but I, I only remember the basics. So, anyway, uh, Emily steals a car and runs over a guard in quite the explosive <laughs> effect. She runs right over his head. It was like pop. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't get like murdered right in the streets. Mm-hmm. For that, I mean, there's one thing about keeping these handmaids alive because they're fertile and. All that, but man, she she totally killed. Like I don't know how close these guards are to each other, but wow. Yeah, that's why I expect for her to be punished because she was punished mm-hmm. for being a gender traitor. Mm-hmm. But I expect for her to be severely punished this time. And Serena notes on this afterwards that some women can't handle their requirements, which makes makes Alfred just like stare at those shears. Um, do you think that Alfred's going to attack Serena, try to kill her? I mean, I don't think so. It's good to fantasize but about, I, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think she's just fantasizing. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, before before we see Emily uh, take the car, she's at her new house. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The, the Martha is saying, I'll say that I'm sick tonight. And she says, you know, you can't be sick. Everybody. So she's landed in a house that has a very... Uh, sympathetic Martha mm-hmm. to her. So there are nice people in this world. Right. But, you know, it can't, you can't help me forever. It's, it's so Emily is just, she's just had it. And mm-hmm. also that scene, it was important because, uh, okay. We see the, the, the nice handmaid that's still kind of speaks to June in old, old world talk mm-hmm. it talks about the past and and everything and she says what is what is emily doing like what is her goal here and this when she first hops in the mercedes and june says she's driving so that makes you think about saudi arabia and how in middle eastern some uh you know middle eastern countries women are not allowed to drive like the in saudi arabia they're just uh giving women the uh and how important driving is to independence mm-hmm. and freedom and uh, so I just think I just felt like that spoke volumes to women's rights. Totally. And every time we see it, um, like Alfred in a car, she has to be she has to sit in the back seat too. Like mm-hmm. she can't, can't be in control. Nope. She's driven to where she needs to, where she's expected to be. Man, when I first saw this, why- I was really hoping for Emily just to get the hell out of there. But she seemed yeah, kind of but stuck in the circle. Yeah, but she wouldn't get very far. Yeah. What were we going to say? But, uh, that's why. That's why. That's why I should let you talk so you don't forget. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it'll come to you. The episode ends with Alfred sneaking into Nick's place, and uh, she's on top again. <laughs> she's what? <coughs> She's on top again. Sorry, folks, for my cough. Oh, that's... Oh, so she goes into Nick's place, and she gets to have it the way she wants it. Right. Which, uh, by the way, when I I first saw this, I was like, wow, Elizabeth Moss. Like, 
you know, usually the lead doesn't like take off all their clothes, you know, but. Yeah, but I feel like it was necessary. Yeah. Not for, um, you know, just the exploitative. I think it was necessary. It wasn't exploitative. It was, we had to see her sexuality. Mm-hmm. That sexuality is still a part of her that she needed to, um, she had to get that out of her. She had to. She had to experience this to feel like a real woman. And also the um, whole skin on skin. Like there's no everybody. This is like so. The ceremony is so just kind of gross and only exposing as much as needed. And it is not passionate or anything like that. And this is just like skin on skin. It must be like how how she she doesn't feel close to like anybody, and just to feel this closeness to Nick. It's yeah. very fulfilling. I wouldn't right. know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, I, you know, when we started podcasting together, I don't know um, how much we talked about sex scenes, uh, but uh, it's going well. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. A woman's place. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not uh, blushing much at all over here. Oh, good, good. Me either. <laughs> uh, all right, a woman's place. This, oh my gosh, so much to talk about here. Yeah, with Serena Joy, it's like a Serena Joy centered episode. Yeah, do you want to just kind of hit the flashbacks first? Okay. Um, I I love seeing past Fred and Serena how they're like super. Like conservative and all, like they're asking for blessings as they're like ripping each other's clothes off. Yeah, because it's like, um, well, what I took from this episode was having sex was to only end in having a baby, right? So, because later on, uh, she wants to have sex with him, but he he knows that it won't turn into a it won't turn into a baby, so he feels like he's Sin or something. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, they never specifically say, like, what, like, I mean, it's some sort of uh, Christianity, right? But it's not like, well, maybe not Christianity. I don't know, because they say the Lord, you know, but they never say, like, Jesus. Um, Yeah. But they do use Bible verses. Uh huh. But also, the priests are hung. We see priests hung. Right, so that's is true. It, is is it religious people who speak out against this, or or? <laughs> yes, the ones that don't murdered? omit like verses, you know <laughs> that that you know because they're they're the the verses that they read. You know uh, what is it like? The meek shall inherit the earth is somehow omitted out of the one verse they use. Yeah, or is it that all Catholics were killed? Yeah, you know, like is it just a yes, just a certain because you know. That's the thing about religion is you think that everybody else's religion is wrong and yours is the only yours is the only way to heaven mm. and everybody else is wrong even though uh you know everybody has the same goals and you know I've heard you know like evangelicals say the weirdest thing about Catholics hmm. you know just because they aren't catholic right. like and and then also within you know, Pentecostal and Southern Baptist and Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has this superiority that we know what we interpret the Bible right, and everybody else interprets the Bible wrong. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're sinners. Yeah. So I, I it, this is almost like a, a like a made up. Uh, is it sect, you know, of like yeah. Christianity? <laughs> like they're so right. it's all about um uh It's all about power. power and control over sexuality and mm-hmm. yeah. Um but okay, so then we And taking it back to the good old days, even though the good old days weren't all that good. Well, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's the dream to make America great again. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh-huh. I mean, why are those caps red? <laughs> Because uh, it shows Fred going to have his meeting with the other commanders, yeah. I guess, and and he says, you know, uh, you know, back in the good old days, they didn't, 
they didn't want education. They didn't want careers. They didn't want all the, you know, I'm, I can't remember exactly oh, that, what he said. But the, was- the end of the quote I wrote down is, we let them forget their real purpose. We won't let that happen again. Which yeah, is like, and, oh. <laughs> I know. And the thing, the thing about feminism that what has really hit me lately is I've been told by society all my life, not my mother because my mother worked. But that women really don't want to work. They don't want to have it all. They want to stay at home and just do nothing but take care of the home. That would just be so much simpler. To hey, I want uh, that too. To ju- so <laughs> yeah. The, well, but the thing is, taking care of children. Here's the thing about being a mother and taking care of children. Mm-hmm. It is hard to stay home twenty four seven because you are responsible twenty four seven for everything. Mm-hmm. And it is also hard to work full time and take care of everybody else's needs also. Yeah. It is both hard. It's equally as hard and stressful. And that's why, you know, the the one gender shouldn't be forced to be responsible for everything in the household, you know? Right, yeah. And that's it the way be it, it's become. Yeah. That's what, because it was hard for like our parents. Our mother's getting into the workforce. It was a transition. And now um, young people, they get into relationships and they realize that it's a partnership and both have to be, uh, you know, involved mm-hmm. in the rearing of the children and the taking care of the household. Where was I go? What was I even saying? <laughs> I don't know. I was just letting you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, feminism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sometimes women want to work. You know what? I love working. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's easy for me to say that now that my child has grown and can take care of herself. Yeah. But when she couldn't take care of herself, it was the hardest thing in the world to do both, to take care of the home and to go to work. Because uh, you're <laughs> – that, that's how I feel. Like I work you know, full time. And I think to myself, man, I should be more involved in like all the different things that go on with my kids. Like, you know, I get home, I help them with things and, you know, I play with them and whatever. And then they go to bed. But like, yeah, like my wife, she's a guilty. So she's, she has all this extra time where she can like, sometimes it gets really busy for her. But a lot of the times when it's down, she's planning, she's getting really involved with the, you know, the school and stuff. And man, I, and she can handle the doctor's appointments yeah, and she yeah. can handle these appointments and the schedule and everything. Yeah. That, I was reading an article back up about a year ago saying that how much mental stress it was on mothers to keep up with everything, mm-hmm. to keep up with the doctor's appointments and the, the schedules of, you know, the extracurricular activities and the homework. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to have you got to have help. So. Um, Back in the good old days when Mama stayed home, Mama just handled everything, and Daddy didn't have to nope. be bothered with. You just with, had to be, bring a side of beef home to eat, and it's <laughs> shot in the yeah. forest, and uh, yeah. Or are you talking about anyway. the good old days when we could smoke all we wanted? Because those were awesome. <laughs> I mean, everybody died in their forties, but you know, besides that, <laughs> oh man, I've been. Or the good old days, the good old days when people lived in poverty because. The wife, you know, if the wife would just get a job and work, it would take a lot of, you know, financial burden off the husband. Mm-hmm. But way back, you know, it was easy to live on one income. And then, of course, you have to deal with, you know, the the male ego. What if she's making more than him? I don't know. Mm. That's that, that that's coming from me um, <laughs> listening to a podcast about Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner. <laughs> Oh, she was like a, oh, was that the problem? She was a huge movie star, and he was only getting like TV roles. Ah. Um, but anyway, that's all hearsay. That's all hearsay. I didn't. I, I don't know that for a fact. Don't sue me. Okay. <laughs> um, did he murder her? I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of movies, let's get back to that. Uh, I really. What is it about? Watching a show or a movie and then the characters on the show or a movie go to the movies, why do I need to know what's playing on the screen? I, 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 know. I get so annoyed when like, they don't if, show it. If they're so conservative and they want to go back to the good old days, what movie could be showing that could be okay for their delicate 
eyes to see. <laughs> oh, and he's, you know, he's already... Because Hollywood is evil. Holly, liberal Hollywood oh, yeah. is just evil. That movie seemed but to also, ex- like, uh, start with explosions and gunfire. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but also, if they're so conservative, how come she is so active in... Uh, you know, writing books about women's self-help mm-hmm. because she kind of has this, I don't know, it's this feminist version of a conservative wife. Yeah, she she she's actually seems to be the one that came up with the idea of using fertility as a natural resource, which, you know, I guess if, you know, the human race is dying out slowly, I mean, I suppose that would be an idea to come up on, but... Gosh, you know, I uh, I wonder if, like, she probably would have preferred it to be, like, uh, like surrogate uh, mothers, like, being artificially inseminated, uh, that kind of thing. And then the men's part of it was, no, we're going to rape women once a month <laughs> because that's yeah. what God Like, she got determined. into something that it turned out to be not what she had bargained for. Yeah. Like, she thought she was going to be this happy homemaker and everything was going to be great. She was going to put her... Her green dresses in the, the closet, and it turned out to be a very oppressive. Just it's just as oppressive for her. Noel, no, not quite. She's not being raped, right? But it, in some ways, but it's the, 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 oppressive for her, just as it is the handmaids. The danger that the danger is there, though. Like she could be raped. She, <laughs> her life could be destroyed in one snap of a commander's fingers, guaranteed. That's how much power men have in that world. She has no real power. And uh, I'm sure if she talked up too much, uh, she'd probably be beaten right back down again. I love how this, mm-hmm. this the fl- her flashbacks kind of end with seeing her book being thrown in the trash. <laughs> mm. um, but, oh, and any, any peek into the background of how Gilead was established is, I, I eat that right up, that the fact that these two are, like, talking about these attacks in this movie theater, like the Congress and the White House and the Supreme Court were going to be like taken down in three separate attacks. There's going to be a lot of pain, uh, but there's pain now and we're doing God's work. <laughs> so terrorists, conservative terrorists. I don't know. Well, I mean, and it's kind of hard to believe cause like my husband's watching this and he was like, what? They ain't got guns. Like <laughs> it's so hard to believe that the United States government with Six billion dollars of, you know, six billion dollars of our tax money goes to the United States military, to the Pentagon every year. Six billion dollars. Like, how can a couple of ragtag terrorists take down the entire U.S. government? Easily. Easily. It's called fear mongering. (laughs) It's it's basically, uh, I mean, I don't know if they've gotten this explicit in the show about it, but... Uh, what happens is the fact that these three branches are taken down, um, like everybody in the Congress is murdered, uh, the president is murdered, and you know, and so the people that are in the government that are you know working for this group are uh, are uh, then they then go to the press and go, oh man, you know, we have to we have to buckle down here, we have to do we have to do a new way of things because the old way uh, killed everybody in the government, like. And that's how yeah. Gilead well, sprouts, sprouts was, up. Yeah. There was also the military. Uh, they, uh, they they declared martial law. Right. So they took over and took control yeah. after they caused the the uh, crisis, mm-hmm. I guess. They caused the crisis and they uh, took advantage of the crisis. Mm-hmm. It's all I guess. very, very well planned. Just like how that, you know, the people, the pharmace- the pharmaceutical company caused the opioid crisis and all of a sudden, oh, we have the cure for the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Uh, so uh, we actually meet the Mexican delegates and the ambassador is a woman. <laughs> what? Certainly she will be sympathetic to our cause, mm-hmm. but I can't say anything because Serena Joy has pretty much threatened mm-hmm. uh june into not you know into answering questions properly oh and how did you like the the grossness of how this opens with them just cleaning the bloody walls and janine's like it's like painting 
um, yeah, that and they had like they had blood on their foreheads. Oh, that was so disgusting. Mm-hmm. What about bloodborne pathogens? There's a great there's a great opening of uh, um, Offred with a little bit of blood on her forehead, like staring into the camera. That I screen capped for for our episode art this week. Um, so. I love, I love whenever I love whenever Alfred gets right in the camera and we hear her like narration and she's just kind of like looking at us, you know. I don't know. You can screen cap Hulu. Uh, yes, with my MacBook. Yeah. Oh, okay. With uh, the iPad and the iPhone, you can't screen cap uh, Hulu. I can't screen cap uh, DVDs, but uh, I can screen cap Hulu just fine. Hmm. Um, as long as I catch it before it, like the the title starts coming up and it's pause and all that, I pretty much have to do it while it's running. Uh huh. So, because there was lots of times I wanted to screen cap Smallville mm-hmm. or even this, and I and also there's a Sunnydale Hamilton mashup yeah. Twitter feed yeah. that she says she can't screen cap Hulu anymore, so there it's really hard for her mm-hmm. to uh, do her little memes. I assume it's a female. I don't know. It could be a male. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the ambassador actually gets to talk to Offred and ask her about her life. And did, did she choose to – like first First is like, what's your real name? She's like, I don't use my real name anymore. <laughs> and did you choose to be a handmaid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then are you happy? Yeah. And there's like this huge – hesitation and before she says yeah I, oh, found I mean this this is brilliant because this is as suspenseful as breaking bad yeah is she gonna say something what will happen if she says the wrong thing you know yeah and how can how can i lie and say that i'm happy how like that just takes every bit of my being to say that yeah everything's fine mm-hmm. when it's just and she really beats herself. I love how she beats herself up later with Nick. How like she should have said something, anything. Like, uh, and it's almost like she was betraying her gender <laughs> yeah. by by not saying a word and just pretending to be happy. And uh, and and there's a, also this great scene with uh, the ambassador talking to the wives. And how does the quiet half of this room feel about Gilead? <laughs> And then she quotes uh, Serena's book by saying, never mistake a woman's meekness for weakness. And she's like, how do you feel living in a society where a woman can't read your, can't even read your book? Mm. <laughs> she just is, they're, they're all so kind of quiet and I don't know, they're, they're devoted to it. I mean, sometimes the wives remind me of uh, the new off Glenn, how they're, you know, they're just trying to make the best of their world, or it could get a lot mm-hmm. worse. They see the handmaids, they see the um, the people work, the you know, the women working in the colonies, and they're like, "Well, pff, I better just be complicit, 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 or else." Uh, meanwhile, Nick and Alfred can't keep their hands off each other. Uh, they keep touching each other and stuff. Um, oh, and then. Offred and Fred have like a, t- a tense conversation and he tries kicking Offred out and she says that she wants to stay. And then he tells her, tells her to kiss him like she means it. Yeah. She's got to play this game with him. Yep. She knows, she knows how she, she's through these couple of episodes. She's learning how to play them. Mm-hmm. And just like, Oh, that like brutal scene of her, like brushing her teeth. Having to kiss just, him. Oh yeah. starts coming out. So there's a party to honor Gilead and the show that foreign delegates. Uh, oh yeah, Gilead. one of the one of the handmaids while they're being you know trotted in, she's like, "Oh, I think I came to a bar mitzvah here one time." <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> uh, every once in a while we're seeing these uh, these other handmaids and they've got a little bit of personality. I don't know what the young one's called, but there's another one. The the one that um, tells Alfred that they want to trade us is uh, Alma Alma or. Uh, of Robert, of Robert. Um, okay. It's probably just because I have also, a wiki in front of me. <laughs> also, there's a conversation about they should leave the main ones out. Oh, God, so Janine so is, yeah, Janine is not allowed to, to attend the dinner, and she's like, oh, "What? Well, so not fair." <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. 
because they can't show that she's had her eye gouged out mm-hmm. or her hand cut off. Mm-hmm. Any scars or anything? Look? Yeah, people are just. Don't, as Serena says, don't put the bruised apples at the top of the cart. Mm. Oh, and also, uh, Fred s- tells Serena Joy we shouldn't have invited the wives because that kind of made it look bad to the Mexican delegate. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, how would that, you know, optics, how would that look that the wives weren't invited? It's their home. Yeah, it's so they, they all, this, do have this, all this conniving and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, like if you feel so good about your rules, then you shouldn't have to do all this, you know, uh, these mental gymnastics <laughs> to get past, you know, what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple more notes about this whole uh, um Meeting or whatever. I almost called it ceremony, but it's definitely not that. (laughs) Party. Party. That's what they were calling it. Um, That – so Aunt Lydia and Janine, like she says, uh, I will will have a whole tray of dessert sent to you. And she says, cross your heart. And he says, hope to die. Hope to die. And then, of course, the next line in that rhyme is stick a needle in your eye, (laughs) which – And then Aunt Lydia just like leans over and kisses her scarred eyelid, um, which is kind of gross. But (laughs) Um, yeah, this is like uh, I just noted that this is like one of the rare moments where you see Aunt Lydia actually feeling bad for her girls, like where usually she's like just this cruel. Yeah, cruel, cruel monster. uh, (laughs) What do you call it? Uh, Whip. Whipcracker, uh, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> more like a cattle oh, so prod then, cracker. <laughs> yeah, and then they trot out the children, oh. and you get this montage of just elation and joy and excitement. And then we see the handmaids looking on. It's like those are their kids. Those poor, yeah. those poor women. Uh, Wonder how many of them are uh, are fathered by the doctor. <laughs> By the way, oh yeah, the doctor, <laughs> yeah, or you know somebody like Nick, or mm-hmm. just ugh. Wonder how many that the commanders have actually fathered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fred and Serena hook up. He says he forgot how great Serena is, and then they have sex, which is like whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you could tell that he was trying not to because it wasn't right because it wouldn't end in. Having babies because right. the Bible says don't waste your seed or whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, you could just take care of her, Fred, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's this whole, uh, oh yeah, Alfred off, saying, you know, upset, talking to Nick, blaming herself, and then she says that her name is June. Like, don't yeah. Call me, but, well, isn't this the part where she says, you know, I can't talk to you. You're an I. And he was like, I'm not an I. Like, I don't know why you would think that, even though the last episode I just told you I was an eye. I don't remember I don't that. Know. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that. I feel like I need to go watch that scene again. Um, and then we get the great, like, punch at the end of the episode, which is the the talk with um, – Offer gets yeah, a she, moment with the delegate. Yeah, she accidentally ended up in the kitchen alone mm-hmm. with – the Mexican delegate as she's getting ready to leave and she wanted to give offered a gift that was chocolate and um, yeah you're just on the edge of your seat what is she get she's risking so much you know will this woman keep her secret will she go blabbing to to the commander mm-hmm. yeah but it's almost like she'll she will ignore that because she's so desperate to to get her you know, a child hasn't been born in the, in her hometown in six how years. Many years, six years, six mm-hmm. years. So it's like she's willing to ignore all of this because she's desperate to have children born in uh, her homeland. But it does seem like she wasn't. She kept on like asking how like happy they were with their lives, and it's like, well, well, if they're like these this like extreme religious faction that does not mind. Uh, being impregnated and having this going through this whole ceremony, then maybe it's like she's like the ambassador was almost trying to convince herself that maybe it isn't that bad. Then maybe maybe mm-hmm. we, maybe we can make this work. These they're they're so 
strict in their beliefs that like their way of living life uh, is different than how like you would normally want to live, you know. Uh, but Alfred um, keeps it real, <laughs> so to speak. Um, this is a brutal place. We're prisoners. They beat us. They use cattle prods. We lose a finger for reading. The second offense is a hand. They rape me every month. I didn't choose this. They caught me. And then she's like, what are you trading us for? Fucking chocolate. We're human beings. It seems like this. I just love Alfred. It's <laughs> like, yes, tell her. And she, then uh, the delegate says, my country is dying. And she says, my country is already dead. Yeah, what it, you, you're losing your soul. You're uh, trading your soul to get children or whatever. Mm. But see, in at in the beginning, Alfred thought that they were trading for oranges. Yeah. And because they they keep bragging about their orange crop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then somebody had to explain it to Alfred that no, they're here to talk about trading us. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, that's Alma. She's part of Mayday, so I think we'll see her again. And so Alfred does talk to the male delegate. Mr. Flores. And he he is more sympathetic to her. He knows her husband. Yeah. Her husband must be in Mexico. He's right? he's alive. That's all you know. That's all he can he says he can get a message to him and that um he's alive. And like but he knows like his full name, his birth date, his birthplace. And what Alfred's real name is too, so he must have had some sort of contact with him before. I mean, I know everything, but you know, <laughs> Just to like- yeah, yeah. And so all this comes back to, uh, oh, I had sex with Nick. Mm-hmm. I have cheated on my husband. My husband is not dead. Yep. So, boom. A little bit of a. Well, I mean, I figured that we would see Luke because he is, you know, in he is a main cast member. Mm-hmm. And we can't just see him in the flashbacks. He's got to be a part of this story. I must say. Um, oh, uh, they did some creative art Emmys. I saw um, flashed across the screen last night on my Twitter. Let me, mm-hmm. let me just bring the because it's on it's on the Handmaid's Twitter. There was uh, a couple of uh, awards I saw. I saw um, some. Well, for last year the it won best dramatic series oh, nice. didn't it? and she like it won a bunch of, like they were on that stage the the whole night <laughs> for season one and so usually you know the they really push for the first season and you don't know if you know season two you don't know how many emmys they'll actually win but usually if a show's good a show's good these days mm-hmm. so okay yeah what happened last night oh uh samira wiley won best guest actress who plays moira she won best what? Guest actress. Oh, okay. She's not like a main cast member. Um, and the production design team won uh, best production design, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there were. Um, oh, uh, best single camera picture editing for drama. And I think that's all. But I'm sure we'll see more award winners um, when the actual Emmys happen. Are you watching yeah. that, by the way, the Emmys? Heck yeah! It's Christmas. Uh, I don't know. Michael <laughs> Che and Colin Jost. I'm like, eh. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll be sure to watch Twitter that night. Yeah, I don't like Colin Jost. Yeah. I like Michael Che, but che, Michael Che? Yeah. Oh, he was defending Louis C.K. In, in the media this past week, so I'm just kind of like, whatever, dude. Oh. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so... My next question to you <laughs> uh, is we have four episodes left of season one. Do you want to just do four and one and one, one? Yes, I do because this – I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Being, you know, Dragging it out two episodes at a time or uh, – Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure because uh, yeah. you're going to the beach, right? Or is that next week? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, I'll be I'm going to the beach tomorrow. But you're still – I mean you already watched your Angel episodes. Sorry, behind the scenes stuff, folks. Uh, we have Redemption uh-huh. cast as well. So you already watched those episodes. So you're okay with watching Four Handmaid's Tales before Thursday? You want to do it both in one night? Or do you want to wait till like next weekend to record about Handmaid's Tales? Well, the – the forecast is calling for thunderstorms every single day we're down at the beach. Oh, God. So 
I can say with uh, a good bit of confidence that I'll have plenty of time to watch Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> all right, all right. So you want to do that Thursday, or do you want to do that? Do you want to sure. just do Redemption Cast that night? It's up to you. Sure. Let's do four. Let's get season one over with. All right, all right. So we're going to be talking about the other side, Jezebel's The Bridge, and Night. And I only have teases for the first two episodes written down, so I'll just give those to you. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Have you watched any of these yet, or, or are we past the point no, that we've watched? Yeah, I think I've seen up to here. Okay, cool. I couldn't remember, <laughs> you know, but but watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember seeing her take her green dresses out and put them in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember her having sex with Nick. I don't know. The fir- the longer it goes along, the more I'm like, next episode, next episode. You know? Well, it's I'm I'm, be- I'm beginning to be desensitized to the to the horrors that I'm being subjected to. <laughs> oh, more horrors to come. Don't worry. Uh, oh, I can't imagine <laughs> so many horrors. Oh my god. Uh, I'll just say the season two opener pretty much scarred me for life. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, so the teases I have for the other side in Jezebel's uh, are uh, we spent an episode with a different character to see their pu- uh, point of view in flashbacks and the present. Oh, is it Emily? You shall see. Don't tell me. Um, this is unrelated, so don't just jump to conclusions. But the other tease I have is we find out what happened to Moira. And also oh. flashbacks to when Nick meets the Waterfords. Okay. Okay. That that would be good to see what's going on in Nick's brain. Because mm-hmm. you kind of don't know. Um, let me just looking over the other two. I will just say, um, um, let's see. Janine really, really loses her shit. She is cray cray. Mayday gets more involved. Um. I'll just say uh, the commander and Serena get some good news. <laughs> uh oh. So there you go. Uh-oh. Ugh. See, that's the thing. You don't want this these ceremonies to be successful because you know what terrible things June will have to go through, mm-hmm. but you. Want it to be successful because June is having to go through terrible things. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible all the way around, no matter what happens. Well, I mean, you know, at least if she does get pregnant, there is a nine month break before it starts all over again. <laughs> right. She's not raped for nine months. Yeah. So that's a positive. Um, and she's treated like a queen for nine months. But then after she's bonded with the baby and, and brace, breastfeeds the baby and is, the baby's weaned off. Then it goes back to hell. Mm. Yeah. I was just looking through the summaries of each episode, and yeah, there is a good, there's a really powerful scene where the quote, I'm sorry, Aunt Lydia, is said over and over again, <laughs> which is really, Ooh. really good, really good. Okay, that's all I'll give to you. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening to us ramble for an hour. Um, uh, we really appreciate you listening, and I just wanted to say, like, we. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've I've met a f- few people who are like, yeah, I listen to you. I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm just some idiot in Vermont. Really? Like, <laughs> thanks for listening. At Dragon Con? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it was it was uh, nice to uh, uh, meet you folks. Yeah, because so. yeah, it feels like we're just like talking into the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, like. I wanted to watch something fun, so uh, Matt A suggested he. Oh, he was like, "Watch, uh, please like me." Oh, right, right. So I'm watching that. It's on Hulu, and it's uh, it's a Australian sitcom, but it's just the kind of show I like, where it's like the life of this one comedian, and it's sad and funny and tragic and hard to watch. And I mean, it's not that. It's not dark. Mm-hmm. It's not dark. It's just one of those uncomfortable funnies, uh, you know, comedies that you that I like to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. It's hilarious. Check that out, folks. And also, Australian has Australia has put started putting a lot more money into their television production because I remember watching the pilot for Wilf, Wilfred. Was that the, the show it, about or the Wilford? The dog. One of those two. Wilford. And Often. man, <laughs> man, that show was so you could it was lit so dimly uh-huh. you couldn't see anything going on. So yay Australia! Yay Australia! <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye everybody. <laughs> bye. Put another shrimp on the Barbie.